0: back guys uh we are we are blessed to have wonder boy back our 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 friend ben has rejoined us for the summer uh we can finally get some stuff done around here uh he is one of the main reasons that these pod that i'm recording this podcast right now um because he's gonna hold me to my dates uh we've got a podcast tuesday it's actually wednesday but we're gonna record a day late but we're gonna try to shoot these things or record these things on a very consistent um, basis going forward. Um, I'm also going to do go back a little bit to the original, uh, format that we were doing. Um, I've got a list of generated questions that I think are important and have kind of, um, held to that. We're going to try to tackle, um, shorter, a little bit shorter, um, structure to it. We've been also really lucky to work with some great partners, um, and friends, quite honestly, uh, who we have done podcasts with on their podcast channels or whatever you want to call them, and they are um, allowing us to share those podcasts. So we just, I think Ben just put one up from Tony Peterson um, from Sporting Dog Talk. Uh, We also have one coming up from a friend of ours, Bob Owens, that we're going to be sharing with you guys. So we've got a few of those that are kind of in the can right now. Um, that we're going to be giving you as well. Um, but am going to go back this week, or I should say this time, on a question that came from, it actually was a Facebook message. So, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read you the message. Um, I messaged him back. Uh, the guy's name was Brad, uh, Wisconsin guy. I messaged him back and I told him, man, there's kind of a lot in this question. Um, he sent it to me as just a Facebook um, message. Uh, he did make mention that he listens to the podcast, which I appreciate all of you guys doing that. He he asked if we could maybe address it on the podcast. Um, so I've put off his answer for about two or three weeks now. Um, but I'm going to read you the question, and then we'll, we'll dig into it a little bit. Um, I've got several like this that several questions like this and then uh, more recently we've been do we've done some workshops we've got one workshop coming up yet um, which is going to be the end of this month it's may 31st to june 2nd Uh, workshops for me are energizing um, they're inspiring i i get a ton of momentum coming out of them myself with our dogs Um, but i get i think i get I, i feed off of energy of other people that come to them so I've got several things that have been in my mind since we started doing the workshops that um, that are going to be topics, great topics for discussion. Um, it's also allowed me to kind of reassess some of my training stuff. And I'll get into sharing some of that stuff with you too, because no dramatic or drastic changes, just things that I've probably overlooked um, probably became dull a little bit in my own training with my own, my own personal dogs. My own personal dogs haven't had a lot of work um, up until recent times. So, um, due to schedule, due to weather, due to clients, dogs being here, um, we know we don't have any clients dogs right now. So I'm down to my three, um, feels like we don't have any dogs right now. We've got three, but, um, so we're going to get into some of that too, but let me start out here. So Brad wrote this message says, Hey, Jeremy, just wanted to let you know, we found a good puppy. So he had messaged me, um, months before asking for some recommendations of puppies and, um, we, I, as I scroll back, I, I see we've had several exchanges. Um, so he's messaging me back. This is early May he said, just want to let you know, we found a good puppy. We'll be getting your mother's day weekend. I've purchased several, several of your DVDs and I've been listening to your podcast. So we appreciate that. Uh, he said, I would really like to hear more about how you work with the dogs during regular walks with the family and when you are, when you have company over. In my house, dog is part of the family. When company is over, we allow the dog to socialize and be a part of the group as long as the behavior is acceptable. On walks, we allow our dog to have freedom as long as she's not chasing anything and staying close. I feel the dogs need to be a bit a, need a bit of freedom from time to time, and I'm curious as to your views on this. I think this would make for a great podcast. Also, when I started to train my dog to shed hunt, I trained her in the dark. So the scent of the shed was first thing she picked up on, not the visual. Just thought that might be an idea for you when you're trying to get your pups to pick up the scent of the antler rather than just the visual, as you talked about in your last podcast. That was a podcast that we did um, several weeks ago now uh, coming off of a shed trip where we had dogs that were struggling on small sheds, really little spikes and forecorns, Um And then he says, I really enjoy your content. Look forward to hearing it from you. So I'm going to tackle the, the end of his first. So he had the idea or he it sounds like he did train his old dog in the dark. I've heard a lot of people talk about doing that. Here's my idea on that. Um, it handicaps me as a handler. I can't see my dog. So my dogs, first off, I think their vision is, is pretty good. Um, even in low light conditions, they can run through the woods and not get into trouble. So I don't know that their eyes aren't adapted a little bit differently than ours. So I think we got to think outside of how we see and smell and, and, and process information. Um, in comparison to the dogs. So, the reason I don't get too excited about the idea of this or doing this is A, I, th- I don't know that the dogs are handicapped that great. I think I am great. My key when I work dogs, very important part for me is the ability to read the dog. I need to be, I gain and learn so much based on how the dog responds, particularly when it comes to nose work. Um, I read body language like their tail. Um, some dogs have different, different types of clues. My dog's tails change pace. Uh, my dogs, when they're tracking, um, if they're on a line, their b- whole body changes the the pace or the rhythm of their everything They're from their feet, from their nose to their tail. It, it's different. Um, ears are indicators. You see dogs, ears perk up. Um, you just, you see these different things. I give that up if I'm working in the dark. So I look at the idea of, um, working with my dogs as great opportunities for me to learn um, especially in training because it's a controlled environment and I set the drill up or whatever it is we're doing I know exactly what the outcome should be or should look like from a result standpoint but what happens in the middle is what I'm interested in when it comes to the dog so I want to be able to see that read that body language and understand when they are or aren't in an area um, if they are work if they are in an area if they're working it the way I think they should be you know I just give that up from a from a sense of being dark because I visually can't see them. As far as the nose goes, um, again, I don't think because their noses are so strong and dominant over the eyesight, in, you know, for themselves, I just don't know that you're gaining a ton because I don't think their eyes are handicapped nearly like ours. And I think they're going to use their noses the same. I think what my struggle was with those young dogs was I had dogs that were visually hunting with their eyes more than their nose. And so what I want to do is I want to create training drills, and, and, I, and I have um, over the last couple of weeks especially um, because I'm doing some things, and I can get into this later, but I'm getting, doing some things at greater distances with my dogs. And so I have made a, made a point of focusing on always incorporating some nose work and when i say nose work into my my setup of drills like i'll i'll do um i'll do a cycle of drills and so in that cycle i'll have something that's nose specific um that might be burying tennis balls in cover um it might be brush piles it might be it's all these physical literally physical barriers that they cannot see it um so they'll have to use the nose and I'm going to get these dogs to sh- also start slowing down a little bit um that's a big that's a that, that goes bigger than just nose work but um I want I need to personally I need to slow things down with my dogs um I get in a hurry I I have 20 minutes to work a dog so I try to fit in 30 minutes worth of training in 20 minutes and I don't think it's productive I lost I lost that 20 minutes because I didn't do it right. So if I have 20 minutes, I should try to fit. Now my mentality is: don't try to fit 20 minutes of training into 20 minutes. Try to fit 10 minutes or five minutes of training into 20 minutes. So it's a real opposite mentality. Um, but what it's doing is, is it's forcing me to slow down. I have to slow the pace down because I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm I get in routine, and I become sloppy. And, and when I become sloppy, my dogs become sloppy. So, um, that's, an, that's going off in another, another direction. But so, um, those are, those are some things that I, that I think as far as the idea of training in the dark. Now, I don't think it's a bad idea. if That's the only time you have. I use, I trained a great dog, um, years and years ago, uh, was one of my personal dogs. And I, I literally didn't have enough time to do it during the day. So I trained him in the dark uh, because when I'd get home from work, by the time I got everything done, I had my son, he was really little at that time, um, he would go to bed, I'd go across the street, and I would train on a soccer field in the dark. Uh, it was the only time I could get away with it because there weren't people around. Um, it was at a school, and, and so it was convenient for me. But um, I did it in the dark because, A, I didn't have enough time during the day, and b. Uh, it was the only time I could use that field without getting kicked out. So, um, that, but I'm not saying don't train in the dark. I'm saying that that was the reasoning that I did it. Um, so let's go back to his questions here. Uh, really like to hear about how you work with the dogs during regular walks and family with the family and when you have company over. So I need, I think what we need to do. So the big, the big, I think this question here is, you know, he, he wants to, he has a puppy. Um, that was mother's day, which wasn't, when was mother's day a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Last week or two weeks ago. Week or two ago. So he's got like an eight to 10 week old puppy probably right now. Now, what I think, what I'm guessing, and this, is, it'd be easier in conversation, but what I'm reading into this is, and I hear this a lot from people. And I think it's a mentality that some people take is you just got to let them be puppies for a while. You can't put so much, now I, I agree. You can't put a ton of pressure on young dogs. Um, I think you have to have very realistic expectations and have an understanding of what they're capable of, what they're not capable of and be okay with that because you're not going to change that. But what I do think you need to understand is just because their attention span is short, just because they're little puppies, just because they're real cute, doesn't mean that they can be hellions. Doesn't mean that they can go roughhousing. Doesn't mean that they can run about, um, that is the quickest way to develop a dog that becomes super independent and a little bit uh, combative towards our training. Not only do, not in, in a lot, for a lot of reasons. I think they're going to form bad habits. I think if you let your dog run amok, it will form bad habits. It's inevitable. So I think what we want to do. Uh, the other thing I think is fast forward six months. I we just had a workshop with several six-month-old dogs and. It was very clear that for the first four months, the last four months of the dog, from when the dog came to that that house until the dog came and I saw it, there were several situations where the dog clearly had made some, formed some poor habits in a real short period of time. And if you think about four months as a very short period of time, four months is a blink of an eye. My baby just turned four months old. turns four months old tomorrow. 23rd. What is today? 22nd? I think so. So four months, four months ago, my baby was born. Like that feels like it was yesterday. So you got this puppy that comes in and you you're excited about the puppy. Well, it's going to be a dog. It's going to look like a dog. It's going to start acting at times like a dog. It's going to have the ability to become way too big from a control standpoint for you super quick. So while they're little, I don't think there's anything wrong with enjoying them. I think it's fun to imprint good things early because it makes your life so much easier in four months. So what I think is, and I, I read into this, and you, know, you said, uh, he said, In my house, the dog is part of my family. No difference here. Like that is identical situation. When the company is over, we allow the dog to socialize and be part of the group as long as the behavior is acceptable. I'm on board with that 100%. So technically, I don't disagree with anything in your question. I think that's what you need to do. Um, and, And that's quite likely what you are doing. I think a lot of people that are listening probably have these same questions, but aren't necessarily holding the dogs to the same standard when it says they need to be behavior acceptable. It says on long walks, our dog's allowed some freedom as long as she's not chasing anything and staying close. I think that's fine. I think there's exploratory type walks where the dog can kind of get a little bit of space, get a little bit of distance. I don't think we just let the dog develop complete independence. I think these early on times uh, on a free walk like this, let's call it just a fun walk, I think you need to be able to build in some good habits of training. Recall is, you can recall, you can teach recall at this point. Recall is probably one of the biggest struggles that people have. I think recall can be built up when you've got an eight, 10, 12, 14 week old puppy. I think if you wait till 12 or 14 weeks, good luck because you're going to develop it too late. And this dog is going to go, I don't think, I think there's better things out there. There's more interesting things out there than being necessarily right next to mom or dad. And that's hard to overcome because at 14 weeks I can't catch the dog anymore at 10 weeks I can at eight weeks I can so and at eight and and I also see about that time period is when I see these dogs when they start to develop that independence I see them decide that's about the time that they don't necessarily want to always be with me it's kind of like my teenage like my teenage son he's 17 years old well up until the time he was about 13 14 maybe he always wanted to be with me because I think he thought I was, you know, really cool. And then all of a sudden he got to a certain age where it wasn't always the coolest thing to be with dad. And so now, you know, like uh, I, I struggle personally with it because I go, man, I wish, I, I wish I could go back. I wish I could go back and enjoy that time again. But you know, and, and not that we, I mean, we've got a good, we've got a great relationship. He's my best friend, but we, things change. And so with these dogs, things are going to change. And if you don't prepare early on for that time of change, you're, you're going to be in a world of hurt. So it all comes back to control. So like, whether it be in the house, when company's over, um, I don't mind a dog socializing. I like dogs on place. I like putting them on place. You guys have seen it. You know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, place is a very, very controlled situation for the dog that does not allow the dog to get into anything. It's safe. It's, a, it's, it's the alternative to being in the kennel or with me under complete supervision. My dogs get a, a, very few options. They're on place, they're in the crate or kennel, or they're with me under control. Or if it's whether, weather allows, we, we'll tie them out, especially early on, um, to start to give the pressure to the neck. And that's going to help us with some heel work down the road. But I think this idea of in the house... Um, we allow the dog to socialize and be part of the group. As long as the behavior is acceptable, I'm all for that. I don't like dogs having free run. I don't like dogs having an open house that they can go anywhere they want because it's inevitable. They'll get into stuff. They'll get into trouble. They can't chew on stuff if they can't get to the stuff. Um, and that's where place training comes in. So I think it's nice to have them there. I think it's great to socialize them. I think you should. Um, I think you have to do it under control. Um, so if you're, if you're now, it doesn't sound like this is Brad's situation, but if you're listening and you go, well, okay, I want to do, I think we could do that too. I want to do that too, but I'm just going to let the dog run around. You're That's not going to be, um, behavior that's acceptable. We don't free run. We're just, we, it, it's, I'm a huge believer in the success or the failure of the dog is, or the puppy especially is dictated by us as the handler. And if you set them up to fail, they'll fail. If you set them up to succeed, they'll succeed. So that to me is where behavior becomes acceptable. That is behavior that is acceptable. So then you got on the, we talked about on the walks. Um, On the walks, I think those are opportunities to build in recall. I think those are opportunities. I don't want to do just free walks because one of the biggest things um, that one of the keys, we started talking at workshops about this and it came up time and time again, um, there are a couple keys. And when I say keys, I mean like really, really important points. And they literally are the things that start the car for you. Like keys are important because they allow you to start your vehicle. Like you can't drive your car if you can't start it. You can't start it if you don't have the key. This, These are keys in that sense from a dog standpoint. And there aren't that many of them. Uh, I don't think there's a ton of them. Um, one of them is in regards to i'm gonna say foundation general obedience um just it's connected directly or indirectly to just about everything i do with the dogs uh that is the that is heel that is putting a dog in heel position and having them under control uh the other one is more specific towards retrieving and that's and that's um hold like a good delivery so in and, and the, the way to achieve it in my opinion is hold conditioning but not force fetching. But so two different subjects, but the heel, this this touches on heel. So when you talk about going for a walk, giving them a bit of freedom, we talked about that. That's a that's something that can be an 80-20 rule. Um, and maybe it's not even that, maybe it's a 90-10. But you I do allow them to get explore a little bit. I think they become bold, I think they become confident, I think they become they learn things when they have the ability to kind of explore. But they have we have to be able to contain and and control that situation. The rest of the time I want to do, I want to be starting to imprint good heel work. And so at eight, 10 weeks old, it's a little early, but by 12 weeks, you better be thinking pretty seriously about it. Um, so eight to 10 weeks that what I find typically, and every dog is a little different, but what I find typically is they'll follow you around most of the time, like they don't necessarily want to get out and get in front and definitely not very far if they do. So most of the time I take these walks that you're talking about on walks. We allow the dog to have freedom. As long as he's not chasing anything and staying close, I have, I'll, you'll find that with that eight week old puppy for the next couple of weeks, the majority of the time you can go for walks and they're just going to follow you. I love that. I love imprinting the early idea of you're the leader. They're going to follow you. Um, I do it. And you, if you look on Facebook or Instagram way back when, and, and you'll see it again, the next puppy we bring in, um, we we heal our older dogs in heel position. I mean, they're, they're in good, they're, in, they're right where they need to be. And these little puppies pack right into that. And when I say pack in, I mean like they become part of the pack. And I, I just saw one the other day where we were walking and I had three or four dogs on heel, older dogs, and we're walking down the road. And this little pup was with us. It was, I don't even know how old, 12 weeks maybe. But I don't even know if it was a he or she, to be honest with you. Um, but they were coming along with us. And as soon as I stopped, the puppy stopped. All these other dogs stopped. Some of them sat. This little puppy would stop. And then I'd heal them off. This little puppy would come with. And literally stay side by side with us. Those are all opportunities to start f- forming and molding this little puppy to do the stuff that you're going to end up doing down the road, um, it's just an easy way to get a jump start on it. So I do think you should take advantage of that. I think you have to take advantage of that. Um, so those are the t- those are the things. Th- that is Brad's question. So I thought it was a really good question, um, Brad. I hope you're listening to this. Um, I I we've got a couple other ones that we're going to do that are similar to this. I like these because I think they're kind of quick hitters. They're not super long, um, but they are I think they're valuable. So with that being said, fire away if you have questions that you think would be uh, um, good to address. I, I love the the options of, resp- I, I don't mind emailing back and messaging back. I think I'm limited with the amount I can cover in it because I just, I talk faster than I type. So, um, but the, the other, the other thing is, is, you know, conversation. Conversation is big because going back and forth, I've had, you know, I have plenty of people that call with questions and probably should record those because those would be great podcasts because then I get interaction. I can ask questions. A lot of times when someone asks me a question, I got to ask a couple questions of them. This guy, uh, Brad, when he messaged me, I had to ask him, uh, no, actually, this is a different one. Um, there's going to be another one that I had to email or message back with a few questions for him in order for me to get the right information to feel like I could answer them complete. So, um, so like I said, these are kind of quick hitters. We're under 30 minutes, right? Yep. So we're under 30 minutes. Um, If you've got questions, fire them away. Instagram, Facebook um, are the two biggest for us. Our YouTube channel, now that Wonder Boy is back, our YouTube channel will grow. Um, We've got several things, uh, he is cranking out a lot of small training content pieces that we have filmed. Literally, some of them are over the years. Um, some are more recent, but we're going to be, um, leveraging our YouTube channel. So at Dogbone hunter, we really feel like we need to utilize it more. Our plan is to, um, start fueling that. And so Ben is going to be after that for me, um, along with lots of other projects that are kind of in the hopper right now. But, um, again, thank you for listening. We, we really appreciate it. Um, we're going to try to continue to, to use this platform, um, to be able to provide you with just another way to get some more information is all. So, um, thank you so much for your support. If you would do us the favor, um, of subscribing, if you're not a subscriber, or maybe even sharing it with somebody that isn't a subscriber. Share it with someone that you think it might help. Um, And if you would, if you are a listener and you listen to a lot of them, um, if you would do me a favor and leave us a rating on it, that would be... um a huge favor that we ask. And I know it takes a little bit of time, but if you'd be willing to do it, we'd greatly appreciate it until our next one. Um, and like I said, we've got a couple different, um, we've got a couple different formats that we're going to be starting to share some podcasts in. So, uh, thank you for listening and we will, we will be talking again soon.